The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today's edition, really, is something that's really been on my mind for a long time. The 2026 FIFA World Cup. Now, obviously, it's too early to talk about the tournament, like predictions and which nations will compete. But that's not really what it, about the World Cup that I'm going to talk about. More about the venues, because as of today, ladies and gentlemen, we know the host city candidates for the 2026 World Cup. But before I get into that, let's speak a little bit about the 2026 World Cup because it's going to be unique, it's going to be exciting, more importantly, it's going to be remembered, it's going to be very special, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be epic! Because the 2026 World Cup will see the tournament expand from the Usual 32 teams to 48 teams. And what makes it unique is that it it won't be hosted by one nation. Hell, it won't even be hosted by two nations. It will be hosted by three nations. That's right, three nations. The United States... Mexico, and Canada. It's going to be the first time since 2002 that the tournament is hosted by more than one country. It's going to be the first time in history that the tournament is hosted by three countries. It's going to be the first time since 1994 that the United States hosts the tournament. And it's going to be the first time since 1986 that Mexico has hosted the tournament. These candidate cities... It's certainly very, very surprising. 
Let me take a look at the list of candidates. Let's start with Canada, shall we? Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto. For Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey. For the United States, this is a long one, by the way. Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville, New York City, slash New Jersey, Orlando, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. Now, some of these particular names, they were, those cities had hosted the tournament back in 1994 for the United States. In 1994, the venues was the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, which of course held the final. Stanford Stadium, which was in Stanford, not far from San Francisco, although they, they considered the San Francisco venue, but Stanford is actually south of San Francisco. It's in the area, but it's not San Francisco. Of course, the Pontiac Silverdome, which of course is famous for a number of reasons, but of course, in my case, when I think of the Silverdome, I think of WrestleMania three when Hulkamania was running wild. Another venue, Giant Stadium, you know, that was the name of the time, you know, in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Soldier Field in Chicago, the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Foxborough Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, and Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium in Washington, D.C. Yeah, FedEx Field was not there at the time. And of course, the Dallas AT&T Stadium was not there at the time. Although, although I actually wonder, why, why the Cotton Bowl but not Texas Stadium? I really need to find that out. I'm going to try to find that out as we speak today. You know what's interesting? I was actually reading earlier that as far as San Francisco goes, why not Candlestick Park in San Francisco? But apparently it was rejected because of the conflicts with Major League Baseball because at the time, the San Francisco Giants were playing at Candlestick Park. It was the home of the 49ers and the Giants. But of course, this was during the summer... It did not interfere with the NFL, but understandably, because of the MLB, Candlestick Park was not fit. But really, I am wondering, why not Texas Stadium? Well, I'm not sure why. But I really, you know, I can't tell you, you know, how much it it would have been nice for it to be at Texas Stadium, but I guess the Con Bowl... Con Bowl is definitely a good was definitely a good venue because the Con Bowl is historic. You know, th- that was the home of the Cowboys before Texas Stadium. And of course, you know the Red River rivalry, the Texas Longhorns versus the Oklahoma Sooners. For uh, for all my uh, fans in Europe and all over the world, that's like uh, American college football, one of the strong biggest rivalries in the history of college football. But but the Con Bowl is certainly iconic. Although today. The 2026 World Cup, the Con Bowl, as great as, as great and iconic as this legendary as the Con Bowl is, I don't see it as fit for the World Cup. I think it's too old, and I don't. I don't know if I want to say it's not big enough, but I, I just feel like AT and T Stadium would be a better would be a better place to, to do it. AT and T Stadium would certainly be, be more beneficial to the Con Bowl because it's more luxurious and it's nicer. <laughs> 
certainly nicer. But of course, um, AT&T Stadium is expandable to uh, up to 105,000 people. I mean, the regular capacity is at 80,000, 80, while the Con Bowl you know, is, is at 64,000. I don't know if it still is today, but... But of course, you know, you know the Silver Dome. You know, as I was doing research for the '94 World Cup, I mean, the Silver Dome was apparently was not good. It, it 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 proved to be a very difficult place because apparently, from some of the research I've done, they did not have a working cooling system, and because it was an interior dome-shaped stadium, the air could not escape through the circulation. That means the temperature inside the stadium would climb past 90 degrees Fahrenheit with a 40 percent humidity. Wow. At least in Texas, in Texas, if you were playing, at least there was no roof on the building. At least there was a bit of air. <laughs> the playing of the Silverdome? Man, uh, an American midfielder, Thomas Dooley, once described the Silverdome as, quote, the worst place I have ever played at. Well, in that case, 90 degrees Fahrenheit with at least a 40% humidity? By God, I wouldn't be comfortable playing in such a venue. You know, I'd be worried. I'd probably fall. I'd probably collapse on the ground out of exhaustion, for God's sake, or dehydration, for the love of God. But that was then. You know, of course, they mentioned Dallas. You know, you know since the, this was in the summer, you know, the heat of Texas. Of course, temperatures exceeded 100 degrees Fahrenheit, especially during the midday. But again, you know, at least you know it was it was it was an open door stadium. So, but. But yeah, I can't imagine in Texas how brutal it was, especially for those European teams to play in brutal Texas hot weather. I'm not, but I'm sure as, as far as the fans go, I'm sure the fans were say, would say, at least we were able to enjoy a nice cold beer on a lovely summer's day in God bless Texas. But anyway, let's really get serious now. Let's get into it. Let's talk about these possible candidates, Okay. As far as Canada goes, you know, earlier, when it, when it was uh, shared on the uh, Into the Net FC uh, group page, of course, I commented and I actually a- and I said, I wonder why Vancouver is not on the list. But um, I forgot his name. I believe his name is Dimitri. And, of course, my good friend and my mentor, Steve, brought up a good point saying that because Seattle is one of the candidates and Vancouver is actually close to Seattle, maybe that's why Vancouver is not on the list, which is definitely a good point. And that, that might not be the reason, but it's still a good point. I mean, Vancouver is beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. I've been there, very, very nice city. Of course, me being French, you know, having my French heritage in me, of course, I always like to say Montreal is the best city in Canada. I still think that's true. <laughs> sorry, Toronto. So, sorry, residents of Toronto. Toronto's still nice, but I prefer Montreal. <laughs> Nothing personal. But anyway, back to being serious now. Montreal and Toronto, there's no question about it. I mean, those are important cities in Canada, so you have to have it in Montreal. So I'm guessing in Montreal, it's the uh, Olympic Stadium that's certainly going to be the stadium, obviously. I remember in the 2015 uh, FIFA Women's World Cup, the semifinal game between uh, the United States and Germany, which was absolutely iconic, took place in the Olympic Stadium. So that same in Montreal, certainly worthy of it. As far as the as far as Toronto goes, well, the stadium I, I would guess they would use is the is BMO Field, but that actually surprised me. See, BMO Field is actually 
the field where the where Toronto FC plays as well as the Toronto Argonauts of the Canadian Football League. You know, that actually has me a bit surprised because I, I, I swear to God that I would have imagined that the venue in Toronto would be Rogers Centre because it's huge. You know, of course, it's originally Skydome. You know, Skydome's, you know, they it's had, you know, WrestleMania there before. And, you know, I figured if they can have WrestleMania, you know, if you, any WWE fans, you guys know what I'm talking about. If they could have WrestleMania, you know, if, if you know, there's a baseball team there. You know why can't why can't they host the World Cup there? But then again, yeah. Well, I I can't think exactly of a reason why not Rogers Center, but I'm not sure. I, I guess maybe because the the stadium itself is built to accommodate football and baseball games. Maybe it's not built to accommodate a soccer game. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe. That, that's just merely my. That, that, that's just merely a thought, you know. The Buffalo Bills have actually played an annual game there, you know. As far as the Bills Toronto series, which went went from twenty two thousand eight to two thousand thirteen. I remember there was a game where the Seahawks played the Bills in uh in Canada, and the the Seahawks slaughtered the Bills fifty to seventeen. But still, I actually wonder, yeah, because I I would figure the Rogers Center ha- had to be it, but. But no, it's apparently not. And and I actually remember, if I remember correctly, the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup, which was in Canada, Toronto was not even one of the was not even in the venue. You know, the 2015 FIFA Women's World Cup. I mean, the venues was the Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton, the Olympic Stadium in Montreal, the BC Place in Vancouver, which shot the final, the Investors Group Field in Winnipeg, the TD Place Stadium in Ottawa, and of course the Moncton Stadium in Moncton. In Moncton. Sorry. Kind of disrespected my French there. Pardon, les gars. But, I mean, really... I'm going too far. I, mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a little shocked, but, but I shouldn't be because, you know, I get it. Roger Center is cool and all, but maybe it's just not meant to. Maybe it's just not built for soccer. Although, it's had soccer there before, so I kind of take that back. Okay. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. Now I seriously take it back because I'm looking at, at some history right now. June 8th, 2005. An international international soccer friendly between Serbia and Italy actually took place at Rogers Center. In 2010, a friendly game between Fiorentina of uh, Italy and Juventus you know, took place there. On July 16, 2010, Manchester United and Celtic FC of Scotland played a game, played a game there. Okay, so it's so it's got it's had some friendlies. Of course, there was a game, a friendly between Toronto FC and Liverpool, was played there as well. And of course, in 2013, Brazil and Chile played an international friendly there. So no, I take it back. So now I am really wondering why the hell is Rogers Center not a candidate? Okay, why? I mean, I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just so worked up because now that I've done this extra research I, and I did this, you know, I say I'm I'm I'm, not trying, I'm sorry. I'm kind of a loss of uh, words. I I improvise actually. There's the word I'm looking for. I improvise. You know, doing the research. Why not the Rogers Center? But and, and looking at see if Rogers Center has hosted games before. But yeah, they have. But but now that it's not, you know, for the World Cup, you know, it's certainly shocking.
Okay, I'm looking at, yeah, it, it was actually, it was on the list of potential, but it, it was removed. Huh. So at one point, it was, among, it was among the potential stadium, but, huh, apparently, they decided not to happen, and I'm actually kind of looking right now. Oh, oh, okay, I see. Apparently, because, okay, the capacity, okay, that's why, okay. That makes that makes sense. Okay, all right. That 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 makes that makes perfect sense. I guess maybe because Roger Center is it, it does not have enough seats to to have it because apparently for the World Cup group stage games a forty thousand capacity is required. Hmm. Okay. I mean, okay. I I, I guess so. That does make sense. But anyway, back to business. So. So as far as far as Toronto goes, I I guess you know since BMO Field, you know. It, it can expand. Okay, the original capacity is thirty thousand, but it's able to to expand to forty five thousand five hundred. So okay, that makes sense. All right, but anyway, let's go down and go to Mexico. So of course, Mex. Uh, of course, if if they're gonna host it in Mexico, I mean, how could you not have Mexico City in mind? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just so worked up right now. The excitement, you know, the adrenaline is kicking in. God, the hair is standing up on the back of my neck. It's unbelievable. So, Estadio Azteca, of course. <laughs> How could you not there? But, of course, you know, it, it has, it's had a history. I mean, it's regarded as one of the most famous stadiums in the freaking world. It's hosted two FIFA World Cup finals. The one in 1970 when Brazil beat Italy 4-1. to And, of course, the 1986 World Cup final where Argentina beat West Germany 3-2. to <laughs> Of course, you know... Diego Maradona's hand of the go- hand of God goal took place in that particular stadium. So, and of course, uh, the, the 1970 semifinal match between West Germany and Italy, when Italy won four to three in extra time. <laughs> yeah, so you might as well have it. So that being said, Estadio Estadio Azteca is more than a worthy can is more than a worthy uh, candidate and. I don't see them not being able to get it. But anyway, the other one, the one in Estadio BBVA in Monterrey, that's the stadium where there's that mountain view you know, right next to it. I'm sure that'll be there. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how many how those you know how many cities it's going to be required to uh, host in Mexico. But the last one in Guadalajara, this picture right here does look nice. But yeah, but now going to the USA. Well, I think these all these cities, you know, you know, and and I really gotta talk to to my uh, friend and mentor Steve because his hometown of Minneapolis apparently is not on the is not on the list. I really gotta talk to him why. I really do. But as far as but but, I, but I'm also wondering is that as far as San Francisco goes. I'm guessing it's going to be at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. You know, I would ask myself if they could have it in Candlestick Park this time, but probably not. Uh, it's, it's a shame, really, because Candlestick Park is actually pretty iconic. Although, you know, I've seen it, but I've never been there. You know, I, I, when I was in San Francisco in 2004, 2006, yeah, I did see it, but... but yeah, according to this, yeah, the for the San Francisco, yeah. Levi Stadium is actually the uh, potential uh, venue. 
And of course, you know, that would be it. So for Seattle, it would be Lumen Field where the Seahawks play. Of course, in Nashville, it would be Nissan Stadium. Philadelphia would be the Lincoln Financial Field, the home of the Eagles. It really seems like they're going to be using football stadiums. Of course, Gillette Stadium in Boston in, or, in, or in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati and the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Well, right now it says the Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Hmm. Well, I guess that's a little shocking. I thought the, the the Citrus Bowl would be the would be the place, but I'm not. I, I guess not. I mean, the Camping World Stadium actually was actually one of the nine venues of the '94 World Cup. So, so I guess since they were there before, okay. You know what? Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I forgot the Citrus. That is the Citrus. The Citrus Bowl. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I. I, I <laughs> You know, Darnell, the playmaker, is probably going to be disappointed for me because I forgot that the Camping World Stadium <coughs> is the Orange Bowl, and he actually is is the Citrus Bowl. I'm sorry, is that? And he actually reminded me that before, you know, a couple of days ago because I told him that I was going to do an episode on this. But, but anyway, I mean, that's two things he's going to blame me for now. But sorry, Darnell, sorry, playmaker. But anyway. Since the, you know, and I believe this was the state. This stadium, the Camping World Stadium, also hosted a WrestleMania. And I remember, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania twenty four. <laughs> well, that was the day. Okay, you know, actually, two WrestleManias, of course. WrestleMania twenty four. That was the day that Shawn Michaels retired Ric Flair. The Big Show fought Floyd Mayweather. Man. It was actually the second WrestleMania to be held outdoors. They then it came back in 2017. Man, an attendance record: 75,245 people were there. Huh. Beat the record of the previous WrestleMania. But that uh, that that event, the Citrus Bowl, the Camping World Stadium, not the Citrus Bowl, hosted you know part of the okay. Wow, the Drum Corps International held World Championships there. Wow. This, of course, had the Monster Jam World Finals. Wow, okay. Well, but, you know, the bottom line is it's hosted the World Cup. It's hosted World Cup games before. And now that it's even better than it was before, of course, it's been, you know, remodeled. You know, it's been renovated. I'm sure it's got more seats than it had before. It's definitely... It's definitely suitable. And, of course, from 1979 to 2006, the college team of the University of Central Florida played their games there. But now I get to, you know, Atlanta, the, Mer- the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Wow. The Arrowhead Stadium at Kansas City. Of course, you know, Empire Field at Mile High in Denver. NRG Stadium in Houston. MT Bank in Baltimore. The Rose Bowl in Los Angeles. MetLife Stadium. FedEx Field in D.C. And AT&T Stadium in Dallas. So, sorry about that. Still, Still getting killed by allergies. But I guess what I want to talk about specifically is the uh, the venues in, in the USA. You, you know, as I'm looking at these possible venues, you know, it's not gonna, you know, New Orleans, you know, is, is apparently not on the list anymore. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Chicago, wow. Huh. You know, and, and, you know, even Detroit, Detroit, in is not there anymore. 
And, you know, Green Bay's not even there, but, you know. So I'm myself, you know, why not have, you know, I, I think it would be nice to have a World Cup, have some World Cup games at Lambeau Field. I mean, yeah, I'm, I do not like the Packers. I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, so I, and I don't like the Packers, but, but this is, this is, this is not about the Cowboys or the Packers. I mean, this is just about, this is about pride in America, because I know that soccer is certainly not among one of the most popular sports in the U.S. I mean, and there is there are a lot of there are a lot of soccer fans. I mean, the U, the U.S. women's national team, the U.S. men's the men's team. Yeah, th- there's certainly a lot of supporters, and there are definitely a lot of soccer fans in the U.S. But but obviously, there's not enough. But I'm surprised to see that Detroit, Minneapolis, St. Paul, New Orleans, they're not on the list. But some of these names, like you know, okay, you know, I would be shocked if Los Angeles was not on it. But, but as far as Los Angeles goes, it does not surprise me that the Rose Bowl is there because you know the Rose Bowl, it's been there before. You know that's where the '94 final happened. But you know, I would have. <coughs> Excuse me, I am so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just talking so much. These summits there, you know, I'm coughing like a like a damn maniac. <clears throat> I gotta keep clearing my throat, but. In Los Angeles, you know, at first, of course, you know, for years before, you know, I would have figured, you know, I would I would ask myself, well, which stadium do they plan on using? Because, you know, there's, at the time, you know, SoFi Stadium for the Rams, you know, opened opened this this NFL season, opened this past fall. Of course, there's the the stadium in Carson, California. There's the Bank of California Stadium where LAFC plays. There's, of course, the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. And, of course, there's the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, that was the question. So, where are they going to play? It seems like, I guess the decision has been made. I mean, it's the, the Rose Bowl is going to be the venue is gonna be the venue for the Los Angeles area. Even though the Rose Bowl is actually in, in Pasadena, which is in the L.A. area. So, as far as New York, New Jersey, of course, MetLife Stadium is, is the obvious choice. Of course, D.C. FedEx Field. So you know, it really seems like, of course, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have these hosting cities in the U.S., it might as be these major cities. Of course, these well-known major cities like Boston, New York City, Philadelphia, Washington D.C. But but you know, this one means to me. You know, I think as far as Texas goes, I think Texas and Houston are certainly perfectly capable. Now, of course, you know, you think of Houston. You know, obviously the traffic there is horrible, and of course. You know, okay. In a nutshell, all these cities they're gonna have the like World Cup games in twenty twenty six. Okay, you can expect to be stuck in traffic, bef- you know, before and after the frigging game. I mean, it's it's gonna suck. I mean, Houston's probably gonna be worse because Houston's known for having horrible traffic, uh, so, uh, much like Los Angeles. But the numerous of these cities, you know, are known to have bad traffic, like Philadelphia, New York City, Boston, Atlanta. Dallas, Houston. I mean, even Dallas has bad tra- as its a uh, fair share of bad traffic, and of course Los Angeles as well. But it's it's not clear. These are, mind you, all these cities, ladies and gentlemen. These are just potential candidates. So, but I I really feel like you know if there's if if there are ones that are certainly gonna be uh, among the final, the official ones. I really believe that the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles is going to be one of them. I hope that AT&T Stadium is one of them, too. I mean, that would be huge if AT&T Stadium got it. I mean, 
<coughs> ATT Stadium is, you know, luxurious. It's big. It's got that huge screen. I mean, fans from all over the world, they go to that stadium to watch a soccer game. I mean, they're going to like it. They're going to love that stadium. I mean, just imagine if, if Brazil and Argentina play at AT&T Stadium. I mean, think of how many fans are going to flock that place. I mean, not just at AT&T Stadium, but anywhere. If you have a game like Germany and Italy, France and Brazil, uh, or France versus England, or, you know, all these rivalries, like, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, like, out of the forty-eight teams that'll be on that'll be on the uh, that'll be in the tournament, these games are going to be sell like fans from those countries. They're, they're going to fly here. They're going to fly. They're going to be there. So the owner, the owners of the, of the teams who own these stadiums, they're going to make money. Money is going to be made. Okay, you know, and I've said this. You know, as far as for AT and T Stadium, you know, for, for those these NFL play owners, you know, I don't know if they're soccer fans themselves, but I, I'm sure they would they would welcome. World Cup games played in their stadiums. I mean, I, I I guess it would be worrisome because it's going to be messy. You know, fans are probably going to get crazy and start dam- doing some damage. But, you know, that happens in football. That, that happens in NFL games too, so. But really, I, I guess the, the point is, you know, money is, is, is to be made. But but I, th- I think these cities are, are definitely qualified. As far as Cincinnati goes, I mean, Cincinnati's okay. I've, ever, I've never been there, but... But so far, I'm pretty confident that Los Angeles, Denver, New York, New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, D.C., Boston. I mean, those those cities are certainly have to be have to be selected. It's obviously unclear when the decision is going to be made, but it, it's it, it, it's it's hoping. I mean, they are hoping that a decision is made by the end of the, by the end of this year. So December of two thousand twenty-one, a year, you know, a little, a little less than a year from now. They better hope. <laughs> you know, apparently, it, it it says you know this this depends on how this whole pandemic things goes by the end of the year. You know, I I just really hope that we're not in for another full year of, of this stressful pandemic. Although it looks like we will be, but but of of, of all these cities, only sixteen is gonna make the cut. Only sixteen, and, and when and when the decision is made, ladies and gentlemen, you can believe that I'm going to be back on and I'm going to talk about it. But as far as we know, like sixteen, these are sixteen cities that, that are going to make the cut. Okay, three is going to be in Canada, three in Mexico, and the remaining ten will be in the U.S. So. For the cities who don't make it, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be heartbreaking. I mean, if AT and T Stadium is not selected, that's definitely gonna hurt me, Philip. I mean, that's gonna sting because, you know, you know, for, for those of you in Europe or you know all over the world, if you plan on being in the 2026 World Cup, I strongly advise you look up AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Look at the pictures. I mean, there's even pictures. There's even pictures from soccer games. Soccer games have been played there before. I remember there was a game between Brazil and Mexico. There was a, a game in 2014 between Mexico and Ecuador. Okay, and, and, and I'm looking at a picture of that right now. I mean, it's pretty freaking cool. The stadium is, is perfectly fitting. More than is, is more than capable 
of hosting a, of hosting a World Cup game of hosting numerous World Cup games from that tournament. But so ATT Stadium is there, but but then again, you know, I think Levi Stadium would be a good, a good fit. Arrowhead Stadium, Lincoln Financial Field, the FedEx Field. I think overall, all these cities are since they've made it this far, they're they're all suitable candidates. But I guess at the end of the day, it's it's up to FIFA. But I'm seriously hoping that you know. I guess I, I guess you should say, may the best cities win, right? I mean, I, I don't I don't really I really don't know what what else to say. And I'm looking at the the, bro, the broadcasting rights. Of course, the World Cup games in France will be played on TF1, <laughs> Télé France. Of course, in United in the United Kingdom, on BBC and on the United States, it will be on Fox. Whew. Man, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna call it out of the teams that I think are gonna make it so far. I, I think Los Angeles, the Rose Bowl, MetLife Stadium. Those two, those two, those two can't lose, can't miss out. But and going back, you know, since they were there before, but I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> but you know, you know, in much of my surprise, I wonder why Soldier Field is actually not on the list this time. I really do. But but then again, you know, that's numerous. You know. Green Bay's not on the list, you know. Detroit's not on the list. Chicago, it stings, doesn't it? It really stings. Now, none of the players from the NFC North, in football terms, you know. If if I want to be super realistic, I think so far the best the best way the best way to call it is that Los Angeles and Washington D.C. and New York City. They have to. They have to be one of the ten American venues. Of course, Washington D.C. since since it's the capital, and of course Los Angeles because the finals was played there before. So, yeah. But these are all just merely thoughts. But but I, I but I think these these suitable American teams all have a chance, and and I'm really I'm really hoping that Dallas gets selected. That AT&T Stadium was one of the venues. It would mean a lot, and I, I know that fans would would enjoy going to these teams. I mean, I know a lot of fans from all over, all over the world. For them to travel to the United States of America to check out these cities, I'm sure they're going to be in for a good time. I mean, they can enjoy the game, check out the restaurants, check out you know do some sightseeing. It's going to be fun. they're going to have a, a a lovely time, and I'm sure you know visiting Canada, going to the Mex going to Mexico, you know, this whole thing. You know, three countries hosting the World Cup. You know, especially when it's expanded to forty-eight teams, they have to make it as unique and as special as they can. Okay, you got to make it mean something. It has to make headlines. It's got to be remembered forever, ladies and gentlemen. That's when it comes to a World Cup. World Cups need to be remembered, remembered, not only from the results on the field, but for the for the environment, for the location, for everything. But that's in two thousand twenty-six. Right now, what's on our mind is the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, which actually will not be played in the summer. It's going to be played in the winter. It's actually going to be hosted by eight teams, if I if I remember correctly. But I look forward to the 2026 World Cup. And in my case, hopefully France wins it. 
I guess. Well, you know, remember when I, when I said it was too early to pick to pick favorites? Well, should we say that? I, I guess you know, right off the bat, I guess some some of the favorites would be Germany, Brazil, I guess Italy, maybe France. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, we still have to get th- we still have to get through the twenty twenty one Euro, you know, which was supposed to happen last summer, but it got you know got held back. And r- right now, it's actually. Right now, there's rumors circulating that if they can't have the Euro tournament this summer, do they just cancel it or delay it again? I say if they can't have it this summer, we might as well cancel it because the, the World Cup is the World Cup is in two, is in, is, in, is in the summer of 2022. You know, the World Cup has to be played. Okay. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. And YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me. Again, I apologize for the constant coughing and the throat clearing. I'm still obviously pretty freaking ill. because That's because where, where I live in the city of Texas, it goes from being warm to being cold. And that's why a lot of us get sick all the time. Anyway, thank you all very much for joining me. God be with you all. You all stay safe. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.